This is Be Your Own Hero, a Flow Athletic Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of Be Your Own Hero, a podcast brought to you by Flow Athletic. I'm Ben Lucas, here with Australia's number one yoga teacher and Batlow's finest, Kate Kendall. So what's this all about? We want to have conversations with people who have inspiring stories that have overcome challenges and that are kicking goals in various pursuits. We basically want to have conversations with people who are doing cool things. So our first guest today and first guest ever is our good friend, Emma Friedman. Uh, We're excited to have Emma. She's just achieved so many things by such a young age. She's such a passionate, determined person living life to the full and she's got some great some great learnings and some great things she's going to share with us today so I'm very excited. All right so our first guest today and first guest of all time is <laughs> you sound <laughs> nervous Benny. No I'm excited is uh, our good buddy Emma Friedman. So currently Emma's on the radio grill team Triple M as well as TV Sports Sunday Previously, so the Google told me, she's been a uh, weather reporter, race ambassador. She's won Dancing with the Stars, David Jones ambassador, and has written a book all by 29. That is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> what a talent uh, hi guys. machine you are. Wow, You're sweet. Thank you. Thanks for having me as your first guest. How exciting. I'm scared what you want to know, though. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't really know what we're going to ask. We're just going to see what happens. Uh, this is a light, positive one. We're not going to delve into all your dark shit. Yeah, there's so a lot uh, of dark stuff there. Uh, having worry. said that, tell us about your childhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what makes you tick and click? Uh, no, it's good to be here. Can't wait. No, but really, a little bit about your background. How did you get into doing what you're doing today? Oh, Kate, I was um, at school very academic um, and very into everything. So um, performing arts, sport, music, debating, public speaking, I did it all. And I was just really full on into um, everything at school and um, was going pretty well. Mum wanted me to do law or medicine. And I said, I don't think so. I don't think I have the... um, the mental capacity to stick at something like that. And uh, I could talk the leg off a chair and some people thought I was a bit funny. And so I um, went and did a communications degree at RMIT University. And while I was there, I did some work experience um, at a station in Melbourne called 3AW, which is their, it's the biggest radio station in Melbourne, all about AFL football, which is one of my passions. And um, yeah, I was there and then I started working full time as a producer and one thing led to another and I got invited to a party one night um, that David Jones were hosting. This was before I became an ambassador for them and maybe this is why I ended up becoming an ambassador for them for I think eight years. But I um, I was at a party and I had too many drinks and I was holding court with um, numerous TV people and fashion people and just telling stories and generally being probably a bit of a dickhead. But then next minute I got a call a couple of days later from um, the EP of the Today Show, who funnily enough is now my boss at the sports department at Channel 9. And uh, he said, look, yeah, hearing all these funny things and you sound like a, you know, go-getter and you sound like full of energy. Would you like to do the weather? Um, Fill in for Steve Jacobs while he's on holidays. And I was like, yeah, 100%. That sounds great. And hung up the phone and was like, oh, (laughs) this is so scary. Um, And then I did weather for five years and my first day on the job was horrific. I still remember it was down um, in South Australia at a beach 
and there was a big like giant muffin there that day and it was really bad. Uh, but I stuck there and giant, you know, giant, giant muffin. Yeah, it was <laughs> muffin break sponsored that day because right. it's a real great synergy between weather and muffin break, as you can obviously cl very clearly understand. Um, and they did that, and then I've just I've stuck at it and um, found different parts of media and communications and uh, marketing and events um, that I that I like, and I continue to explore those. So there you go. I got my so-called big break from drinking. Drinking. The moral of the story. Did loosen me up a little bit. Not that you need it nowadays, but I was a bit. Sh I was quite shy when I was a bit younger. So something's happened. I know Ben can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you, w this isn't an industry that you thought you'd be in. Like really. I thought I'd be in sport yeah. and I thought I would be in an industry where I would be um, communicating in some way, whether it be writing um, or speaking on camera um, or producing. I really enjoy producing. I still enjoy doing it to this day. But I didn't think I would be doing a Sydney breakfast show with a couple of the greatest league legends to ever live or hosting a, a sports show on Nine. I didn't think it would take that path, but I'm glad it has and it's... It feels like at the moment in my life, in my working life, everything's working very nicely together, that I am focusing on um, sport, which is my happy place. Um, I've had to do other little bits and pieces so that I could get there and learn and, and just try different things to make sure that I was dead set on, on doing sport full time. But yeah, it's all, I didn't know where I was gonna end when I finished school. I just wanted to, I just wanted to get to uni. I was, I just needed to, experience the world and I really did during that time. When I look at you on TV and listening to you on Triple N, there's something obviously really cool about, you know, you being in such a male dominated mm. industry and just killing it and um, you're so natural. Have there been times where you've gone, holy shit, I'm out of my depth or... <laughs> um, I still get yeah. them. Still get them. Like I, every weekend when I'm doing Sports Sunday um, on Nine, I um, I have no auto cue, which a lot of people don't know. And um, they think I do because we, we talk a lot and there's a lot of intros and outros, but it's mostly from memory or from very quickly trying to memorise a, a paper script in front of me. And I, every time I go into the studio, I go in um, probably 15 minutes earlier than any other host or presenter does because I do get a little bit um, nervous and I have to sit there and I just take deep breaths and I write at the top of my page, um, slow down, because I tend to get very fast when I'm very nervous. So I write slow down. And then um, as the music rolls um, with the show, which is the most, the iconic wide world of sports opener, I just take a deep breath and say to everyone, have a great show guys. And then it kind of washes over. But I do still get nervous and sometimes if you haven't, this doesn't happen necessarily nowadays because I'm very conscious of making sure that I prepare to the best of my abilities. But if you're underprepared, that's when I really start to freak out and think I can't interview Michael Checker or, oh goodness, I don't know what I'm gonna ask Paul Ruse or, or Andrew Johns. Or, or Andrew Johns, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if it's, it's preparation. <laughs> but also having the confidence, like if you know your stuff, then you, you should be fine. I think self-doubt sometimes creates unnecessary anxiety. And yes, you need self-doubt to maybe help push you along in life and, you know, create new opportunities and, and find new avenues to explore your personality or your workplace. But I think if you're constantly focusing on, I can't do this, I can't do this, it doesn't help you. It really doesn't. You just got to get over it. I know that's tough, but I've got a pretty hardball approach to life, I think. Can't believe it. 
Yeah. But you've achieved some incredible things. You're quite inspiring. So let's talk about a few oh, of these. Really? Uh, <laughs> winning Dancing with the Stars. How was that experience? Uh, best experience of my life. And yeah. it'll be very hard to top. Um, I loved it for a few different reasons. Um, I loved the intensiveness on it, of it because... And, like, Benny would know this because he, we trained together. But I love things to be just full on and, like... A, I'm like a bull at a gate most of the time. So doing Dancing with the Stars, it was like five months of seven days a week of work and doing the show and learning to dance and all the other commitments that come with it. But I, I loved it because it was physically a challenge. It was creatively a big challenge. Um, I made amazing friends who I still see and speak to to this day. I loved the costumes. I loved the stage. <laughs> I loved the band. I loved it all. I loved it. Did you get to keep the costumes? No. Tim Chappell, who was the costume designer on the show, he's an incredible man. He actually did all the costumes for um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And um, every week, like, you get to look. Because sometimes for me, like, I know there's parts of my body I'm like, you know, not necessarily really comfortable with, but over time, maybe because you're getting fitter as well and your body's changing. But at the end, I was like walking around basically in a G-string with like nothing on and like just didn't care. <laughs> at the start of the season, you couldn't even match me doing that. <laughs> I remember doing an interview on the phone with Hamish and Andy on the day of the final and then wishing me luck. Um, and they're like, so where are you right now? And I was like, boys, I literally, I'm speaking to you in a G-string. I don't have any other clothes on. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, you have no holds barred. But um, yeah, it was awesome. I bloody loved it. I wish I could do it again. Yeah, if it comes back, I'd love to host it, but I don't know if it will happen. Yeah. And you've wrote, written a book. Written a book, yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. Uh, it was a young adult um, fiction novel. It's called Turning Points, and um, it's for kids mainly between, like, 9 and 15, um, mostly girls who write, read it because it's all about ballet and um, getting into senior school and those challenging times where you really don't know what you're doing and you don't know who your friends are and you don't know if you're good at something or if you like something um so yeah I wrote that with Harper Collins a couple of years ago and um yeah it was a pretty um taxing experience it's very hard to write a book I've learnt and um, I'm not sure I'll be doing it all again too soon but I really enjoyed the again the creative process of it and um educating myself on trying to write a book and and bettering my writing skills because behind most good radio and tv um presenters journalists performers um they are great writers so that was a added an extra feather to my cap maybe string, string to your bow <laughs> yeah uh, another string to my bow was that something you always wanted to write a book or did someone come to you and say hey i was on the road doing weather and um i was bored i was getting really bored with like just doing weather because it was a great experience, an amazing job, but I also, there was a lot of downtime like on planes and in cars and stuff. So I just started writing some sample chapters of this like idea that I had. And then um, someone said to me, oh, like we were just, you know, got chatting and said, oh yeah, I'm just writing, just just figure it out, like see if I like it. And I ended up having a meeting with HarperCollins and they were like, yeah, we'd, if you take this direction with it, we'd love to publish it. So it was pretty quick. Um, but it's sold quite a few thousand copies now, which is nice. Mm. And I still get kids awesome. coming up to me saying, oh, would you write another one? And I say, I say maybe, which in my house means no. no. So <laughs> just don't <laughs> let you down. Uh, not in the near future. It's so, it's so 
it's time consuming mm. um, and I've got probably enough on at the moment. I don't need to add anything you else. Got a lot on. But it's good. You should try it. Yeah. And uh, so our podcast is Be Your Own Hero, obviously. So who was your hero or oh. heroes growing up? Wow, heroes. Um, like close to home, like my mum and dad. Um, my mum, like everyone probably says a very cliche answer, but my mum, um, very selfless human who, you know, devoted her life to looking after my sister and I and my my dad when they were together and working the family business and just doesn't stop like just always going so I think her energy and her um her enthusiasm for people was something that um I found quite heroic my dad because he faced so many challenges during his well he still does during his career and I've quite proud of the way he tackles them most of the time except when he gets a bit mouthy and it's like just can you just keep it quiet we don't all need to like hear you just mouthing <laughs> off um publicly wise oh I loved Kathy Freeman as a kid so and I good. thought you know she like overcame so many um so many challenges in her own life to be one of the greatest athletes that we have ever seen and I'm not an athlete but she just the way that she approached everything with um dedication and good grace and um you know being an indigenous athlete back in those days wasn't probably an easy task but um she she really captured the hearts and minds of Australians oh god other ones um I don't I think I just looked up to people who who lived their dreams, who didn't feel like they had to do something because their parents told them to or that society t told them that they had to do something. They just, they did what they wanted to do. And I genuinely believe they're the people who are the most successful and the most happy as well. So, yeah, God, I, I don't have any more. I'm sorry, is that bad? No, no, that, oh, that's, that's, great. that's amazing. Kathy Freeman's a good one. I remember her um, winning, what was it, 400? The 400, yeah. yeah. In that bodysuit. Yeah. In the so bodysuit. Yeah, that was a really good moment. I used to also, like, admire the likes of, like, Marion Jones when I was really into my athletics, but not so much now, obviously, because she's a drug cheat. But um, <laughs> how your perceptions change as you become wiser and the world opens up a little bit more. But I did love – I loved watching sport as a kid. So it was always athletes um, that I liked, yeah. And you talked about you – looked up to people that followed their dreams yeah. and you, you've achieved just so incredibly much. You're all very, much. very nice, Ben. No, I'm Ben. <laughs> I, I, I seriously find you very inspiring. I just, you're the kind of people that I like that just get yeah. shit done. Yeah, you know, I'm a get I, shit done person. I, yeah. uh, I appreciate that in a human. <laughs> but so where do you, it kind of took a interesting path to get yeah. here. Where do you see it going from oh, here? I think the next few years for me are going to be really exciting. I feel that because... Um, I've worked hard the last few years and I'm not afraid to say that. I think some people, are, you know, they get a bit reserved about how much effort they put in, but I, I'd like to say I put in a, a, a lot of effort. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. I'm still going to stay in sport and I'm still going to stay in radio and TV, but I think there'll be some more things happening. Um, I'll be in 30 next year. So by the time, you know, you're 30 in, in my industry, it's when you start to really hit your straps. You've got to... This is when you try and make the hay because the sun is shining during those years. So, um, <laughs> well, the sun is out. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go and make that hay. So, um, yeah, I think I was. I'm not leaving sport. I, that's where I'm staying for the next however long I can. Um, staying in sport, in TV, in radio. I think um, you know, in the f in the next few years, 
I would like to start a family. That's something that's like something that interests me. That interests me. Okay, maybe it's not <laughs> interest, but it's definitely something that I would like to, to Charlie, do. let's yeah. say. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, we have to talk about that. You plan with your partner and you go, okay, what... Well, you, got, you started with the dog, so that's... Yeah, that's, we uh, the dog, so he's a handful of enough. I think um, work-wise, I've never been... And you're probably going to hate this because I know you two are, like, big goal-setters, but I'm not a paper goal-setter. I set goals more um, for wanting to, um, you know, feel that I've accomplished... Like, there's obviously some goals, but I don't go, I want to host this show by the time I'm 35. It just doesn't work like that in my life. So, and I've done it before, and it... it stressed me out in a weird way of like looking at these paper goals and going but I, I, as part of this I can't control I can control some of it but I can't control a lot of it um so I write I have other other goals you know whether it be you know buying a house or um you know making sure that I'm still training however many days a week to keep my fitness up or um you know just doing your 10,000 steps a day like just small like goals like that. To make you feel good. We yeah. were actually having this conversation yesterday, Benny and I, about goals and how how our grip on goal setting is loosened a little bit. Has it? Yeah. Just Changed because so much. it's more based around. Well, for me, definitely, it's more um, around how I want to feel. So I yeah. set goals around how I want to feel, which is based around a whole body of work by Daniel Laporte. And then if you set the goal on how you want to feel, so how do you want to feel, and then set the goal, your goals often change. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and also. Uh, you bring up a good point about your industry and similar to what, you know, Kate and I face is that I can't set goals anymore. I used to about things I can't control. Yeah. Mm. I want to have 10 gyms in five states by, well, what if I don't find a good site? Yeah. <laughs> and what if I don't have the right people? I'm not just going to push ahead for that goal's sake. So. And what if you grow along the way and yeah. change? And, and my That's the thing. I feel like there was a time there, and it, for me it was in my early 20s, where was drilled into us to, you know, write three months, six months, one year, five year, 10 year goals. And like, I don't know, for me that it it worked, but it didn't work. Maybe I need to pick it back up again in a, in a small way. But I think then you end up becoming this machine also like that you, that's all that matters in your life of what is written down on paper. Mm. And it's, there's so much else around, like go for a walk, don't take your phone, like just go and that's, you know, it's it's different. Maybe we'll be approaching life more holistically now. But for me, that approach doesn't work. And I, I'm glad to hear that maybe it's different for you too and I'm not the only one who doesn't all, do it. All, all, I can, all we can control, we kind of, <laughs> is how we act today. And yeah. if I try to be world class today in whatever I do and every interaction, yeah. uh, well, then I know it's going to lead somewhere magnificent. Yeah. I don't know where that place is but in somewhere pretty cool yeah know, like so. the words that i kind of live by this sounds naff but you know I, if people go oh you know i want to get into this or what are your thoughts on um venturing into the media industry all i say to them and like i'm not an expert i'm still learning and i've got a long way to go but i like to think that i've approached things in a fairly decent manner um i just say like you just got to work hard you got to be nice and you got to have fun they're just the three things that matter the most because Without the hard work, you don't get anywhere. Without being nice, you're not forming valuable relationships with people and you're not being world-class, as you say. If you're not having fun, what's the bloody point? Yeah. I don't know. That's my thing. No, That's a really oh, good sentiment. Great. I think we're almost ready for our closing lightning round, but it's one question I yeah. want to ask and find out. So it's, I know you've worked hard 
and but it seems like you've had a lot a lot of wins, right? Yeah. Were there any big setbacks that come to mind, or were there any times when you were told no? Yeah. Um, my biggest career setback was probably a very public one when I left the Today Show. Believe it or not, I think only like three years ago, but it still gets brought up. Um, I left there a pretty public way. I um, had been at Nine for five years. I was one of the youngest ever um, hosts on on the network on, of Wide World of Sports and, you know, doing weather, travelling around the world was great, but my contract wasn't renewed um, for a variety of different reasons, mainly financial, um, and the structure of the show was changing. And that was a big setback because I had to sit back going, oh, I don't know if I can cop this anymore. I don't know if I can... I don't know if I want to do this. Maybe I'll just go into something a little bit more private and just enjoy my own time and, I don't know, go write syllabuses for schools or, I don't know, something like that. So that was definitely a big one and um, it took me a while to get back on my feet and it impacted my life in other areas as well. Like I was skiing in Japan after that happened and I had no confidence to even go down the hill some days. I'd... There was one day when I literally was going down a black run, which was too steep for me anyway, but um, <laughs> I was going down a black run and Charlie was with me um, and I just fell over and I said, I can't get it back up. I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And um, he's like, you've, you've just got to. You've, you can't sit up here. You're going to, like, you, I can't get you down. You've got to get yourself down. And it kind of mm. echoed what was <laughs> going in my, weirdly echo what was going on in my own life at the time. Like, you can't say you can't all the time. You just got to get back up. And then straight after that, we got back from Japan. I got a call from Southern Cross Stereo, who are still my current employees, to do a radio show with Jules Lund. Um, a month after that, Channel 7 called me, asked me to do Dancing with the Stars. Like, you just, I had to get myself back up. And I don't think I would have gotten to those positions if I was still sitting down on the hill, like, drowning in snow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other ones, it's funny, it's changing. Um, like, you mentioned the male-dominated arena. And it still is, but it's gradually changing. And I'm seeing that in a few things that potentially will happen in the next six to 12 months. But um, I've been told like, oh, we don't need a woman for this. And it's like, okay, that's offensive, but thanks for thanks for that because I'm not a human. I'm not a presenter. I'm not a journalist. I'm a, I'm a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was, that's sometimes hard to cop, but I think it's great gradually changing. Um, I think some, oh, I've had people say like I'm too small or like in TV land, you know, you have to look a certain way and um, I might not fit that typical, like I'm not tall, I don't have long limbs, um, I'm not like super, super tiny. Um, so like that, sometimes that's a bit of a challenge and that's just, I have to cop that sometimes and just make sure that I'm, I know that I'm healthy and I know that I'm fit and I'm eating right and I'm taking all my vitamins and doing all that kind of stuff. Other than that, not too many. I kind of, I tend to like call people out on bullshit often if it's like, <laughs> sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like if people say, oh, like this is a problem, I just go, fuck you. Like that's, I don't see that as a problem. So I just get up and try again. But um, I'm not one, I don't reflect a lot on, I like to look forward, not back. Nice. Yeah. Love it. All right, <laughs> should we do our lightning round? Hit it, KK. Okay. Oh, these are scary. I, just, <laughs> I feel like our last question is going to lend itself to uh, some, some advice on what we were just talking about. Okay, Let's cool. see what happens. Great. So, Love it. <clears throat> morning routine. Oh, morning routine is like literally alarm goes off at quarter to four and I <laughs> go in the bathroom and I do my hair and makeup and then I go to work 
and I my first morning routine routine thing though is this is really strange. <laughs> I have a series of beverages that I can <laughs> consume in the morning in a very orderly fashion. And they include two herbal teas, different herbal teas, um, a protein shake, which Benny encouraged me to do, um, a protein shake, and then I have a coffee. Um, and then later on, I might have like another herbal tea and like a litre. By, by nine o'clock, I've drunk three litres of fluid. <laughs> So lots of drinking. You lots of drinking in the morning. Sometimes I feel like it should be the other type of drinking. No, lots of fluid in the morning. Okay, favourite book? I really should have thought about this. Besides your own one. Yeah. My favourite book... Um, I really should have thought about this a little bit more. Do you want to come back to it? In... The Tale of the Unknown Island. Go and look at it. Have you read it? No. You should read this okay. book. It is... It's awesome. It's going on the reading list. Yeah, go on that. It's really teeny tiny as well. Yeah. Fave way to train. With Benny here at <laughs> Yeah, I love a hard session. I love a real session where I feel like I'm going to vomit. I don't know why. Um, I just like to train hard because uh, I feel good. <laughs> You're one of my favourite athletes to train all time. It's is that good. right? Yeah, I've, I've learned. We've probably spoken more today than what I we know. have in you and I just 50 usually sessions. Like, <laughs> we, just, we just talk crap or we talk footy or we talk about... Oh, we just we have fun, though. You yeah, don't need good. to get deep when you train. I'm feeling doing those squats deep enough when we train. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favourite app to use them? Apps. I have all my sport apps, which I use constantly on the weekends. Um, so an AFL app, NRL app, cricket app. Um, I do use Instagram a lot, and I probably need to stop using it as much. Um, I think everyone's probably going to say that. <laughs> I don't have an app for sleep or anything like that. Oh, I, I tell you what, I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with counting my steps at the moment. Obsessed with it. And Gets it's addictive. Just, uh, it's so addictive. And if I don't hit like a certain peak each day, like I'll go and take Utah for another walk, which he <laughs> doesn't need. Like he's probably gone for three walks. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with counting my steps. Yeah. Favorite holiday destination. Uh, in Australia, it would be a town in South Australia called Port Elliot, and my boyfriend's family have um, a house down there, and we just have the most amazing family holidays of just like beaching and walking and eating and drinking and playing board games. It's just like good old-fashioned family time. Overseas, I love Italy, and I hope to go back next year. Yeah. And then what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Oh... I was highly strung when I was 16. I was highly strung about making sure I got that score and making sure I made the first grade team and making sure that I like tried to, tried my best in everything and I do do that but I think nowadays I'm a bit more I just I'm somewhat easygoing and I'm pretty easygoing. Yeah, very. Yeah. I think mm. I've learned to be more easygoing. Um and I'd tell myself just to probably back on the stress levels I didn't I don't know why 16 I was really like I was stressed I don't know what about like I just really wanted to rule the world and make sure that I did my best and doing a good job of it yeah. great job of it thank you you're sweet well thank you Emma for being our first hero thanks for having me as your first hero my heroes <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to Be Your Own Hero on iTunes and find out more from Ben and Kate at flowathletic.com.au.